What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel! <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trains and out of sight! I don't want your life. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to another edition of Fantasy Fuel. In the third straight week, we have the network with us. How you doing, network? Sun's out, guns out. All right. We had a uh, follow right in the middle of our intro. Thank you for that follow, Trojan Frog. I appreciate that. Uh, did not expect that during the uh, first seconds of the podcast, but that is okay. Um, and, of course, along with network and myself is Tom Tuttle. How are you doing, Tom? Good. So excited you sound like um, we have a lot to talk about, so you better get excited. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps ne- uh, next week, Tom the newbie will come out and uh, oh he'll have a lot oh, of questions what? for I us. To make, forgot to make the rankings for Tom the newbie. I will do that. Okay, we'll have we'll some Tom the newbie rankings we'll before next week's show is out, so we'll be looking forward to that. <laughs> Uh, this week, um, as per the title, if you're watching on Twitch or you have read the title before you downloaded this episode, we have our final updated rankings before the season. There's only, what, 17 mm-hmm. days left before the first game, so it's crunch time, and mm-hmm. uh, yes, we will be doing a listener league. It's going to be put together real fast. It was um, asked yeah. for popular demand, so we will be putting one of those together, Um but first, we have a couple of news items. If you remember, either of you, anybody out there listening, last year on this day, Andrew Luck announced his retirement. I was in the middle of streaming, and the news hit, and I'm like, holy crap, what is going on? It seems so long ago that Andrew Luck decided to hang it up. Sounds like he's doing good, and he has no plans on coming back. Uh, do you guys remember where you were when Andrew Luck retired? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I was at work or something, and I'm just, I was just like, what, what, what? Right now, <laughs> you could have done that like weeks ago, <laughs> but now you just put the team in a horrible position. You know, they weren't very successful last year, so yeah. I mean, I got to think with Andrew Luck, they would have been a lot better. But yeah, it was just shocking. It was unbelievable when you heard it. Where yeah, were you, I was, network? I was completely. I was. We had just done a draft, I believe. I talked my son into joining us for a fantasy football league, and he had drafted him. Oh. And like ten <laughs> minutes after the draft was over, the news broke, and he took it like a champ, though. That's I don't good. Know who he replaced him with? But today he just called me and was like, "When was our draft this year?" I was like, "On the fifth, as close as possible to mm-hmm. the season." He was like, "So I won't end up with luck again." He even remembers, but he nice. came back for some more. So if you guys ended up with luck on your team last year and you didn't have the best experience, run it back. Yep, it won't happen again. Nope. <laughs> we are all because of everything going on. We are pushing everything to the very last second this year, mm-hmm. so as mm-hmm. not to have too many people have a bad taste in their mouth. You know, when the season starts. All right. I got two things to talk about. The first one is Earl Thomas. And I know he's defensive side of the ball, and there's not a lot of IDP that we go over on this show, though we do talk about IDP from time to time. But he is now no longer a member of the Baltimore Ravens. Apparently he has been fined multiple times in the last few weeks, and 
the leaders on this team, the leadership in the locker room and in the coaching staff were all on board saying, get him the hell out of there. So Earl Thomas, no longer a Raven. And of course, the top team on that list, talking about maybe picking him up, the Dallas Cowboys. What mm-hmm. do you guys think? No, that seems typical. And I know the Jets are probably interested in him at this point as well, but I just don't care. I just we don't need him. I mean, we don't really have a safety issue right now. He's a, he's a safety, right? I'm, yes. I'm yes. Saying this, right? <laughs> we don't really need a safety right now. So I mean, we did, but we don't at the same time. I'm really I'd rather go with somebody who's younger and you know a little less experienced than Earl Thomas. How how old is he now? He's got to be up there in age. I think he's uh, approaching the mid thirties, maybe like thirty two, thirty three. So yeah, I mean, for a safety, that's there. good. But it sounds like you have the same uh, thought process as Texans wide receiver Kenny Stills, who was asked about the possibility of adding Earl Thomas. Said, "Nah, we good." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, um. I, I think that malcontent and that I'm above everybody else in the team attitude, nobody mm-hmm. wants that on your team, especially if you're expiring for uh, the ship. You want a Super Bowl, and those people can become contagious, and they look at themselves in a, a bigger light. I keep waiting for all the CTE insertions and being yeah. like, what's going on with him? He was a problem before he left Seattle. He was unhappy there. You get somewhere else, and you might be playing for a Super Bowl, and you're unhappy? Come on, man. All yeah. right. Last bit of news that may affect what we talk about because this happened after we updated our rankings. So maybe we'll do some on-the-fly reorganizing of our rankings. But Mr. Kenyon Drake was spotted in a walking boot. But apparently, according to everybody, it's just precautionary. I mean, you wear walking boots from time to time just to make sure you don't slip and trip right network i when i go out there and it's raining or it's, it might rain i put on like a hoodie or something i don't put on a full slicker no oh <laughs> man you don't get the galoshes on and <laughs> no no <laughs> oh man so uh yeah we we will talk about Kenyon drake uh once we get to that portion of our rankings and we are going to start off at running back so let me let me switch views here there it is our uh fantasy fuel rankings logo there we're going to scroll down just so everybody knows if you're listening along on twitch you can go to fantasyfuelpodcast.com slash home slash rankings you can follow along with us it's already all up there imported and if you're looking at it it's very easy to know where our risers and fallers are. All our risers are next to them in bold, and all our fallers, follow, fallers, can't speak again, are in mm-hmm. italics. And anybody that was added or dropped from the list has a little asterisk next to their name. So it's real easy to see how good, bad we think in the last couple of months these guys have been. So, I guess let's dive right into it. Obviously, running backs, they're not going to change too much at the very top of the list for most of us. A little shifting here and there. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley are up there right at one and two. I know Tom still doesn't like the fact that I have Saquon at number one, and that did not change for me. I still think he's going to have a better fantasy year this year, but, you know, we'll (laughs) see. Uh, The only big names that I saw that were switched uh, was Network flip-flopping Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. What was your reasoning for that? I think um, Ezekiel would be a safer um, Cook's previous injury concern and baked in his contract talk. 
he could very well be like, I'm not gonna risk my my myself for a career ending injury at some point and kind of take games off. Maybe I, I got a sore calf. I'm not playing today because he's looking thinking about his future. So that worries me. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I had a few uh, in the mid top 10 people here. Um, Derrick Henry leaped over Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb for me. Dalvin Cook also leaped over those. And Miles Sanders also leaped over those two. And then uh, Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb, well, Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon just after those. So four, five, six, seven, eight, all kind of flipped around for me. I'm just, I'm liking Derrick Henry's stability right now. He is always going to be the main focus of that offense. I moved Dalvin Cook up a little bit just because it feels like the Vikings are going to be relying on him. Um, We'll get to wide receivers, but Adam Thielen has a little bit to do with that in my thoughts. And Miles Sanders is probably mostly just a homerish pick. I moved him up a little bit. He seems like he's going to be the guy, and uh, I I hope that that is really actually just what's going to happen. Um, yeah. The top seven for Tom didn't change nope. at nope. all. Uh, any particular reason you just feel extremely confident in those guys, or what do you got? I, I think I guess I've. I ranked my guys right the first time uh, back on June okay. 2nd. Okay, all right. That, that makes sense. I just looking at it, like, it, it makes sense. All of them completely make sense. McCaffrey, Elliott, Baker, or Barkley, not Baker, uh, Henry, Cook, Kamara, and Mixon. I don't know. Nobody's going to seriously argue too much with me about that, so I'm okay with it. But I did move Miles Sanders up, uh, I believe, a couple spots. Yep. And – put him at the number eight spot because as much as I was liking him, I was like, you know what? He's going to have a really, a really good year. And so I had him at 10 and I put him in eight now. And you had one Aaron Jones at yeah. eight and we heard the, the precursors. I think last week you said you were going to drop him down. How far did you drop him down? It wasn't like a crazy amount, but he's now at 14 because he went from top 10 which was he was at eight and now he's in the 14th range and i'm not sure where you guys have him uh i have him at 13 now he dropped a couple of spots and where is network with aaron jones at all uh oh he moved up a spot to 10 moved up a spot okay yeah that's that's still acceptable i mean it's not like i dropped him down so far the where i still think he's going to have a successful year i just don't know how much it's going to be again i don't think he's going to get all them touchdowns that he got last year and all them yards. I think there's going to be a lot of Dylan this year as well. That is a lot of people's thoughts. They think AJ Dylan is going to steal some of that thunder yet. I don't think any of us have AJ Dylan in our top 32 back. So he's not going to steal enough thunder where he's going to be a a flex option uh, for any of us. Um, So let's see what we got here. Moving out of the wide or running back one spot, although I did move Clyde Edwards-Hilaire into a running back one spot. I'm still not taking him as high as he's going. We saw that last week when we did our mocks. He was a first-round running back as high as, like, I think fourth he went in one of those mocks, which is absolutely ridiculous. I do have him at 11, which is where I had Aaron Jones previously, so that kind of was my... Uh, thought on their um, network. I see you've got 
Austin Eckler has moved up to your 11 spot. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, thinking about like what he was able to do last year and his role really hasn't changed. He has nobody really pressing. Justin Jackson is making some noise to make his be his backup, but I think he might even get more work this season because he won't have to really fight with the name game of Melvin Gordon. So I used that in my thought process and just moved him up a little bit. Okay. That, uh, Sounds promising. Uh, I was actually listening to one of the Sirius XM fantasies on my way after picking up my daughter, and they were talking about the Chargers and just where are all those targets and touches going to come from. And with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler, there's just there's a lot of guys to feed, but will they have the offense to make those them all viable people mike williams got hurt today yes he something with his shoulder i believe it was but his collarbone is still intact apparently which was what he's had issues with in the past but i don't think any of us have mike williams in our top 36 wide receivers either right now so if that tells you a thousand yard receiver with two touchdowns that's true that is true all right what else do we got here anything interesting that you guys were seeing between uh our running back rankings uh, i moved austin well, eckler up only a spot uh i didn't even i moved him down a lot yes you did and the the main reason i, I moved him from 16 down to 27 oh, <laughs> i didn't realize wow. how far down i actually put him but i kept looking at guys and it's like you know what i feel like he could have a, a better year than this guy and this guy and then i was just like you know austin eckler i just don't have that yeah i don't have that excitement out of him i just feel like there's going to be a lot of just not good play out of the entire team and i think the team's going to be kind of doomed and he's not going to get them dump off passes. It's going to be more of the wide receivers that get the dump offs or the tight end that gets the dump off passes. So I just don't feel like he's going to get nearly as many receptions as he did last year. Okay. That uh, makes mostly sense. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm seeing Devin Singletary rise a little bit on both yeah. of your boards, I believe. Uh, did I, I think he stayed the same on mine. I have him at 16. He went up to 15 yep. for Tom and he went up to 22 for network. So a little bit of confidence seen in Devin Singletary. I really haven't heard much of Zach Moss taking any of his. I have, have I you? have. And the word is, um, like their running styles are so different that when Singletary is getting in the hole, he's taking his time more of a. Le'Veon Bell kind mm -hmm. of runner, mm -hmm. and Zach Moss is hitting the hole hard and okay. faster. They said they're reminding him of Travis Henry, and I'm like, wow, why would you say Travis Henry? But if you remember how powerful Travis Henry was, that's a good and very off-beaten comparison. Yeah. So it may be a nice split between the two if you can get lightning and thunder and captured in a bottle. Well, that was my hope all along with those two was they were going to emulate um, – Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram when they were both in New Orleans. So if they can keep that play style up and they can use them correctly in Buffalo, I, Zach Moss may just get up into the top 32 rankings as an every, every week flex option. Uh, right now, I'm not going to. It's still a rookie. We've gotten zero preseason. We're not going to have any preseason, and that is the – 
hardest part about these rankings. This is why there's not a ton of change. We don't have that sneaky guy that last week that had six catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns against the second string defense, but it still looked good. So now people are, ooh, is that the new guy that's going to be everybody clamoring over? Um, I see Jonathan. Oh, go ahead. I just want to compare that a little bit to uh, Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore. I mean, they're completely different style running backs, but I do believe Le'Veon's obviously going to get the bulk of the carries and looks and all that kind of stuff. But Frank Gore is a different type of running back. You can compare um, uh, Miles Sanders, not Miles Sanders. Wow. Uh, Wow. Devin Singletary. Uh, to Le'Veon Bell, I know obviously they're not the same type of person, but yeah, they're more, they're more like you said, they're more patient in the patient. holes, and it it will open up other opportunities for the other running backs, such as Frank Gore, to get some other uh, yardage to just bust it up the hole, get the, get the yardage you need, and then be that as it may. So I think they're kind of similar in that aspect, but again, you don't see Frank Gore on any of our lists the same as you don't see. Um, I can't think of his name. Zach Moss. We just got done. Yeah, Zach Zach Moss. Moss, The the movement laterally, like a Barry Sanders, like a Le'Veon Bell. I wanted to say Barry Sanders, but I I thought Le'Veon Bell. It's the lateral movement before they get to the line of scrimmage. Okay. Um, Well, let's go to the very bottom of our list real quick and see some of the people that entered and left. Now, obviously, if anybody had Damian Williams on their list, he's not on the list anymore. He opted out. Uh, A couple of other guys that I see that, Dropped off the list for me and for Tom, Sony Michelle, bye-bye. Yeah. And for Network and Tom, Keyshawn Vaughn went bye-bye. And one extra one went bye-bye for Network, and that was DeAndre Swift, who actually made my list as 31 <laughs> overall. So uh, interesting, just it, it gets hard at the bottom, 31, 32, 33 in there. You could interchange them with a lot of people. I see... Yeah. Tom added James White and Niam Hines. Network added Ronald Jones, Matt Breda, and Damian Harris. And I added DeAndre Swift and Matt Breda. So a little bit of uh, agreement here. But, again, there is so many guys that these are just kind of wild card shots in the dark. Was there any particular reasons why you guys added who you did? Well, let me tell you why I added James White. Uh, obviously, Niam Hines is because you're talking him up all right. the time. <laughs> and it does convince me to you know think about it a little more. But the reason I got James White higher now than Sony Michelle is because who's the quarterback? Well, it's Cam, Cam we think. Cam looks like it. <laughs> and who, who did really well underneath Cam Newton catching the CMC. ball? CMC. That's true. Yeah. I I just have to feel like James White is obviously the better cast pe- or cast passer. <laughs> he's better he's the better pass catcher than Sony Michelle, and I think they're going to u- utilize that a lot more. And I think Belichick realizes he's got something here that will work. And I I just have this feeling that James White's going to not be great, but he's going to be good enough to where you can actually sit there and start him once in a while. Okay, all right, network. I like that James White take. Anytime I don't like him, he goes off. And anytime I do, he's just average. But, yeah, I like that. I don't even know why he's not on my list. Um, getting Damian Harris in here and that Naeem Hines almost crept up in there because this is a PPR ranking, and I think he's going to have some value there. But Damian Harris, you got to have that guy on your rankings that nobody else has in your rankings. So at the end of the year, you can beat on your chest tomorrow. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I told you. So that was kind of like the pick, and he's doing amazing in camp. 
And All I know right. you guys are like Ronald Jones, but for the same reason, I want to be the guy that says <laughs> Ronald Jones was going to do something. Uh, Ronald Jones, no, not until he actually does it for a whole season. And if Tom Brady trusts Ronald Jones, then that means Ronald Jones has made it. But yeah. I haven't heard that quite yet. But again, yeah. they're probably playing pretty close to the chest down there in Tampa. Now, before we move on, we never really talked about Kenyon Drake. I know you said. Oh, you that's gonna... right. Sorry. I don't think he moved much on ours. That's probably why I didn't uh, bring it up. But yeah. yes, Kenyon Drake in the walking boot. I did move him down a spot. I may have moved him down a couple more spots just because. But he is sitting at uh, 14 which would be probably a mid to late second round pick, depending on overall rankings. I see. Where is Kenyon Drake for I'm you? Like, I got him at nine. Yep. Yep. And I went up one. He's got him at eight. Yeah. Nicholas yeah. got him at eight. I, I don't know if this is going to really affect his rankings right now. It sounds like they're not worried about him being prepared for week one. So I don't really think it's going to, if I had to, I'd drop him out of the top 12 just because, you know, if he's not going to be a starter at this point, I don't want him to be my starter in fantasy either. But I just I don't think it's going to matter too much. I think he's going to have a fine week one, and it, we might see a little bit more out of Edmonds. We'll see. But I, right now I'm still having – I'm hanging on the shoulders of Kenyon Drake right now. Okay. We, we discussed the other day who was the backup to have, and we were talking about Kareem Hunt. It's the only backup if his starter went down – would be a first rounder. Now, Chase Edmonds is not that, but how do you guys feel about Chase Edmonds if that does happen? Is he, you're, could he be uh, RB2? Uh, you need to keep it on the down low there, network. <laughs> We're not trying to talk about Chase Edmonds because I, I really, I love <laughs> Chase Edmonds if Kenyon Drake goes down. And there oh, will yeah. be work weeks that Chase Edmonds probably has good weeks on his own uh, when it comes to like DFS and stuff. If there's a, a team that is weak against the run, Drake and Edmonds, both of them could probably have good weeks. So we'll get there as the season progresses. But, yeah, if Kenyon Drake were to be out, um, I am a big fan of Chase Edmonds. Yeah, Chase Edmonds, I, he had a couple really big weeks last year even. And I think one of them was almost in the 40s as far as points go. I don't mm -hmm. remember exactly. But I was just like, you know, if – if Kenyon Drake's not on the field, Chase Edmonds could have a really good year, and that's the one that would win you the the league because yeah. nobody's expecting him to have that kind of year because of Kenyon Drake. But, yeah, if he's down, Chase Edmonds could be the league winner for you. Yep, he will be probably the highest drafted backup for any of the running backs out there. I'm not calling Kareem Hunt a backup per se because yeah. he's probably going to have standalone value anyway, just like whoever the main guy ends up in Indianapolis. And then Niam Hines, I believe, is going to have his own standalone value. So if Jonathan Taylor takes it over, he'll be fine. But Niam Hines will also be a flex play, again, in my opinion. I've been talking him up all offseason. I'll keep going until he proves me wrong. But, yeah, Chase yeah. Edmonds, if you are drafting Kenyon Drake in the back end of the first round or in the middle of the second round, anywhere, in, you better get Chase Edmonds at some point <laughs> or you are going to be wasting a first-round pick uh, unless he stays healthy the whole yeah. year, which is not off to a great start. Again, just precautionary. The walking boot is just precautionary. but and Edmonds, week five last year, had 19 points. Week six, 15.8. And week seven, that was the one that was close to 40. 39.1 points. He had three touchdowns that week. I don't know if that's going to happen again, but you never know. 
never know. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. Not much change in the top few for either of us. I moved up Adam Thielen to my fifth overall wide receiver. I think he is going to be an absolute target monster this year. Again, I've said it in the past. I'll say it again. If he is the target leader on that team and he only catches 50% of the balls, which is not going to happen because Adam Thielen doesn't drop the ball that often, he'll still end up with 80 to 90 catches if he has as many targets as I think he's going to get this year. So to leave him out of my top five would be a disservice if I think he's going to have that many targets. Uh, I see Odell Beckham has risen on most, uh, actually all three of our boards. He has moved up just slightly, just a little bit, um, but he's quietly just going about doing his thing, and maybe if he's fully healthy this year, he'll be the Odell Beckham that we remember, but... I don't know. What were your guys' thoughts? Why'd you move him up? I only moved him up one spot, so it's not that big of a deal. But I do have him higher uh, than everybody else does. I got him at six. I just think he's going to uh, – the, ch- the the chances of him getting back to that spot where we saw Odell is higher than the chances of him just completely falling off the map. So I'm just kind of taking that, that chance, that risk when I'm drafting. Okay, I think if he comes back to where he was – I have the guy that I know I can get a lot of points out of. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about Adam Thielen just real quick Uh before uh, Network can talk about Odell Beckham. I moved up Adam Thielen, too. I think he's going to have a fantastic year, mostly based off of what you're saying. He's going to be a PPR monster. He's going to get a bunch of targets. Um, But the one thing I will say is last year was hard on him. He got hurt a couple times to where I had him in a couple leagues. I'm just thinking, this (laughs) is terrible. You and me both. You kind of hope that he doesn't have that injury problem again because if he he does, it's going to be extremely disappointment again because last year was a disappointment for Adam Thielen. Anyway, uh, go ahead and talk about a little bit about Odell Beckham. uh, I want to add on real quick to Thielen because I got him so low, but uh, the rookie Jefferson is running with the second team is not looking good according to what Mm. I've heard um, to the concrete. So BC Johnson is a second from what – Okay, we don't know what the filter is, but that is a good move you moving him up because I think it's a mistake that I did not. Um, as far as OBJ, I moved him up one spot, and I think we're banking in Baker's year last year, and that was very affecting, yeah. effective to OBJ. Another year in the program, in the system, another year working with Baker, and he's not on Instagram. I'm not seeing him on a bunch of different stuff, so maybe he's dialed in. So I wanted to get make sure I got him in my top ten because you don't you don't count talent like that off. It's not like he's exactly. old. He's not done. I think he's going to figure it out. And a lot of people are going to come away in their drafts with a steal if they get OBJ. Yeah. All right, all right network. You gotta be kidding me. Um, <laughs> you have somebody. Uh, a lot higher than both Tom and I. So I got to ask you, what's the deal with Allen Robinson being your sixth overall wide receiver? Uh, leaving the hype. Um, he played on a bad offense and produced. Um, I don't think the Bears can get a lot worse than what they was last year offensively. Um, depending on who they choose to be their starter, Nikita's the, the, the talented. He's, he's getting doubled. He's getting triple teamed. The offense loves feeding him the ball. They just keep feeding him, and it's, it's on the up. He has to be a year more removed from the, the horrendous injury he had, and he's, he's he's coming out. I remember him from Penn State. I watched him at school in college. He's always looked special to me, so I think it's his time to shine. 
All right. I mean, I, I think he's going to be fine, but a sixth <laughs> overall, I mean, there's a lot of guys, a lot of wide receivers out there that are pretty special. So uh, to have that special of a season, I mean, one, they they got to have a quarterback that they actually know which one's going to be on the field. That's Apparently, the Nick Foles hasn't separated himself from Mitch Trubisky, which is kind of, eh, but Mitch Trubisky hasn't separated himself from Nick Foles either. So, right. I mean, what are the Bears? One other ugh. wide receiver other than Anthony Miller on the Bears. Um, I'll wait. I mean, yeah. You made your point. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> name, name, a, name a quarterback that you feel confident in on the Bears. I'm team Matt, but I'm not that yeah. confident. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what else do we got here? Uh, one of my biggest risers, which it probably should have already been a top 10 guy is Kenny Galladay. I had him at 14 before now he's a top 10, uh, which mm-hmm. meant DJ Moore moved down a little bit. Uh, Chris Godwin moved down a little bit. Um, guys like AJ Brown have moved up for, I think uh, most of us. Oh, AJ Brown moved down a few spots for network. Uh, you haven't been very high on AJ Brown since the start. I mean, we we were Tennessee Titan fanboys last year a little bit with Tannehill and Henry and AJ Brown, so there's a little bias there. But how come you got AJ Brown so far down the list? It's it's Tennessee, and their offense. They're going to want to do what they did. I just don't trust he's going to get a lot of volume and those the efficiency that he had and those long runs just don't come every year, year in and out. He's going to have to earn it this year, and he's going to have to do it throughout the year. I just, I just don't see. I don't. I'm not trusting Tannehill quite. Okay. Mm. All right. Mm. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to remember. Oh, up. Oh, all three of us. We have now risen. Julian Edelman. I think probably for all the same reasons. If yeah. Cam Newton is going to be anywhere near the Cam Newton that we have seen before, he will pick a wide receiver and trust in one guy, and that's about all he's going to support is one wide receiver. And obviously, it'll have to be Julian Edelman, and that's probably why he's rising. We we feel a little more confident that, that Edelman will get his looks now that they have a good quarterback. I'm not going to say great yet because I don't know what to expect. Uh, we'll get to if anybody put Cam into their quarterback list in a few minutes, but. Uh, I think Tom has him the highest at 12, which moved him up a couple of spots. Network moved him up from 30 to 23, and uh, I moved him. Did I even have him on the list? Oh, I had him at the very last one. I just snuck him on there, and I moved him up all the way to 30. Uh, So I'm not as confident as you guys are, but uh, let me hear your thoughts on Julian Edelman. Well, I've said it once. I'll say it again. There's only one guy. You said it as well. There's only one guy besides maybe James White. That's the other guy that might throw a wrench into this. But Cam Newton's going to lean on him. There, There's no question in my mind. He's going to realize Julian Edelman is the most talented person on this team for as far as the offense goes. I have to start throwing him the ball all the time. He is He's got gluey, glue hands all over him. So I know this guy is really, really good. And that's that's part of the reason we all saw uh, Tom Brady the last few years thinking, wow, he's still got it. He's still good enough. It's because of Julian Edelman. If there's anybody that needs to lean on somebody to say, I'm still good, it's going to be Cam Newton. That's, that is, to me, the biggest reason I want Julian Edelman on my fantasy team this year. All right, Network, what's your thoughts? 
I, I just didn't want to be the one, the guy who had him <laughs> low and was disrespecting Julian Edelman with a Cam yeah. Newton. I'm not worried about Nikhil Harry. I think right. the only thing that worries me about Edelman is the chemistry he had with Brady. And some some of those plays, Brady threw him open. Oh, yes. Or had enough confidence to be like, I'm throwing this regardless. I don't care about the double coverage or anything. Cam accuracy worries me. But yeah. the competitiveness both the players have is going to probably accelerate the need to get the chemistry. They, they're they're so fiery, either it's going to blow up in their face or they're going to make figure out a way to make it work. All right, there's only one, well, I'll say two wide receivers that we need to talk about. Uh, one, all three of us again, moved up. He just made my list. I'm still not 100% sure where I would want him at, but Michael Gallup is moving up a lot of people's boards. He's getting hyped up. Um, who was it? Uh, one of the coaches for the Cowboys, I don't remember if it was um, McCarthy or not, but they said he is a number one wide receiver. Uh, so they are that confident in him. And if he really is a number one wide receiver, then Amari Cooper is going to be taking the best cornerback on the field and leaving Michael Gallup with the next best. And if CD lamb is any good, they, I mean, they're, they're, there's <laughs> they a lot of options. Yep. Um, so Michael Gallup moved up for all of us. And then two of us introduced a wide receiver, mm-hmm. although it was a kind of an asterisk already before we made the list. Cause you didn't put him on the top 36. You just kind of hovered him on the outside. I put him yeah. at 35. He's getting a lot of hype. We'll talk about it on the back row jet show, but Brashad Perriman is getting some love right now. And they say he's doing some special things in camp. So I'll let you talk about Brashad Perriman. Yeah. I mean, I'll just be brief. I, there's just a lot of Brashad Perriman hype right now. And honestly, if I had to, I would probably drop Jamison Crowder a little bit more if the Brashad Perryman hype continues. That's the only reason I have him hovering around my top 36, and I've got him at 37 because I added that extra one that nobody else has. But because if this hype continues, it's going to seriously affect where I put him in my rankings, and it's probably going to affect Jamison Crowder as well. Yep, there's no question there. I see there's one person that network added that i dropped off for brashad perryman and you added to your list at the very end was uh marvin jones what were your thoughts on him marvin is always that guy that has one of those a couple of those three four touchdown games he's going to have some big games and he's going to disappear but i think on a if he's able to stay healthy all year he's going to crack the top 30 i don't i don't think in his career has he never not been in the top 30 i wanted to comment on michael gallup look at amari cooper splits against good cornerbacks yeah and he just got paid amari cooper against top tier cornerbacks is puts up a couple of stinkers so but yeah that's why i got marvin jones on there i can't count him out Yep, Amari Cooper is one of those guys. I've owned him more recently than I have before, but he does not stay consistent, and that is what we talk about on Fantasy Fuel all the time is the consistency. And even though he is a top-tier wide receiver, he does kind of go away and have a really big game and a really bad game, like Network was saying. Sometimes he kind of disappears when he is uh, – Locked down, for lack of a better term. But uh, 
All right, let's move on to tight ends. There's not a ton to talk about here, but uh, we, we, we got some beefing to do a little bit maybe. Um, Tom switched Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz, yeah. so he's already flip-flopped on there. Um, mm-hmm. I have moved up Hunter Henry and Noah Fant ahead of Darren Waller, and Darren Waller has leapfrog uh, Zach Ertz on networks, and all mm. I have to say is, "Look how they mask with my boy." <laughs> how you How you gonna do that to my boy Zach Ertz? It was a mistake. It was a typo. No, <laughs> a homer pick. I had to for Raider Nation, Silver and Black. Shout out to the Back Row Network. Get Waller up in there a little higher. I am not confident about that as much, but I think the efficiency that Zach Ertz he gets a lot of targets. And I think Goddard is going to get improved, but I actually moved him down. So there's some mistakes going in. It's my first time doing rankings, and I never knew that without projecting, you're pretty much just guessing. So I'm having fun doing these rankings, but I can look at stuff that I have down and be like, that don't make sense. Yeah, if we get even more time to do this kind of stuff next year, I'd love to actually write out all the projections and see where they're at and see what we come up with then there'll be just a little bit more reasoning behind why we have these guys where we are just besides based on what we've seen what we've heard all the trends from last year and all that kind of stuff um like i said hunter henry noah fant moved up my board uh somebody that uh cracked the top seven for both of you guys who was already number five and didn't move anywhere apparently i've been hyping him up just enough you guys have put hayden hurst up your list and um is that gonna stick for you guys i think so i think it's i mean for now (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's not the definition of stick but uh, just yeah you've been you've been saying a lot of stuff that makes a lot of sense so uh, yeah i put him up there it's not like i moved him up a ton i already had him at number 10 so yeah i just raised him up a little bit and everybody else kind of fell down that's that's the only reason I really did. I just moved him up above Waller, and then I moved Gronkowski down, and I moved uh, Austin Hooper down as well. I, I just know think Jeff Predigree <laughs> coming out of college, he was the better athlete said to be. We yeah. know scouts get it wrong than Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. And just all those vacated targets, the thing that upsets me the most, he's no longer a secret. I'm not getting him in the 10th right. round no more. <laughs> so I'm, I probably won't have a lot of them on my team. I'm moving on to, you know. Uh, t- uh, Tommy Tom the newbies Chris Herndon <laughs> and he's the guy that I'm looking at at the end of the draft that may be a difference maker yep that was the next guy I was going to talk about Chris Herndon is being he is being hyped up by uh, a lot of people on the Jets and I'm buying into it we already liked Herndon we've always liked Herndon here uh, even without me being a full-on Jets fan I've liked Chris Herndon I like whoever the tight end will be in new york ryan griffin just came off of an injured list so he could be somebody that you know i I don't know i i like the tight end position sam darnold seems to like the tight end position and for whatever reason the jets fan didn't move chris herndon up his list so what do you got to say for yourself there's just too much hype going around right now on the on the new york jets if i'm gonna (laughs) hype up a player it's gonna be a wide receiver not a consistent tight tight end uh, position to where the Jets consistently don't have good tight ends and don't use the tight end. So I'd much rather just go with the historical fact and just not have him move up my list. It's not like I had him you know, super low. You, I mean, you moved him up to 16. I got him at 20. 
Um, what you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> network has them all the way at 11. That's a little bit too far right there for me, and that's really pushing it. But I mean, I don't have no problems pushing him up the, the list a little more. I could probably see him going a little bit higher, you know, maybe 18. I could even see him somewhere around 16. I could see him being better than John U. Smith. I actually am okay with that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of John U., but uh, network, um. You got Chris Herndon all the way to 11. Where did you have him before? Was he even – oh, he was 22. I mean, I, I like the confidence, but – I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. <laughs> it's Get one of those things where after 10 for me, tight end, they're, they're interchangeable. Like, I don't know sure. the decimal and points in between them, but I have a hard time after 10 because nobody's going to read past 10, right? Not so, really. <laughs> um, what's surprising me, though, People like Chris Herndon and Hayden Hurst are going ahead of, of Hooper. Is that that Baker baked in price because he's a Baker Mayfield tight end? That should not be happening. If you guys are listening, Hooper should not be falling to the 14th and 15th round. Stop it. Well, I don't want him. In the 14th and 15th round, I'd be okay with taking him. Yeah, me too. But in my opinion, Austin Hooper was a product of, of the system in Atlanta, which is why I'm all about Hayden Hurst. He's going to be a product of the system. If he were on any other team this year, I might not be as hyped on Hayden Hurst. But Austin Hooper is not somebody that I feel confident in week in and week out, especially with all the weapons they got in Cleveland, if Baker Mayfield can even support them. Uh, so I, I don't care about Austin Hooper. I still have him as an, my 11th overall Based on you know the last two seasons, we were high on Hooper. We were right. Hooper was still good, but yep. I can't drop him all the way out. I did put Mike Gesicki into my top 12, <laughs> which is weird, but there's not a lot. I mean, the wide Hooper receiver. reminds me of Cal Rudolph. I don't know if I'm – if you guys mm. think that Cal Rudolph, Hooper? Like, I don't know. I don't know. He's not going that far. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can quite go that far. Kyle Rudolph was a great red zone threat. Hooper was more of a first down threat. Uh, he got a few touchdowns, but he got a lot of catches more than Rudolph had in most of his years. So, uh, uh, any other thoughts on tight ends before we move to our final position? Don't oh, one more thing: the people that are drafting Higby, you better grab Everett. Because it could it could flip flop. I don't I don't know, but at the back end, he don't you know what? You don't even gotta draft him because he's not being drafted, but put him on your watch list if you're spending capital on Tyler Higby and just watch the situation. Same thing with the Rams running back. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, we have one more position. Again, if you were following with us online. Our risers are in bold. Our fallers are in italics. And newly added or removed players are an asterisk next to their name. Not a lot of movement in the quarterback position. Um, I moved up Josh Allen one more spot. I'm, I'm buying. I love my Josh Allen. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, he actually fell a few spots for network. So what's the deal with that? I hear he's not doing good in camp. I listened to the a couple of different guys and from multiple sources. It's just like 
He doesn't. And in preseason, we've seen teams go 0-4 and make it to the playoffs. We've seen teams go 4-0 and and don't win a game. So it doesn't really mean much. But I was expecting to hear some raised reviews about him so far. Now, here's the one thing I have to say about that before I'll, I'll let you chi- chime in there. Josh Allen doesn't need to be good to be a good fantasy quarterback. That's what I got to say. If that's what you were having to say too, Tom. Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, it doesn't have to do with him being a great passer. It has to do with him running the ball, kind of like Lamar Jackson. I was on Lamar Jackson uh, last year when nobody else really was because he can run the ball like a ridiculous person, and it didn't have anything to do with his passing. As long as his passing was somewhat improved, I knew he could be ridiculous, and he did improve in his passing. I think Josh Allen, it doesn't have to be – if, if he – isn't a good passer, and I'll and I see that happening. I'll drop him down, but I'm not going to drop him down that far because he does have that really good running ability. It's not Lamar Jackson running ability, but he knows how to get yardage with his feet. You still are a QB one because I I, ha- I got big expectations for him. That yep. defense, they added some some weapons, but I don't I don't know. All right, um, let's let's ask a question. Where is a Aaron right now? A.A. <laughs> Ron. Where's everybody got A.A. Ron? I actually dropped him down a couple spots. Tom moved him up a spot. Yeah. And yeah. Network, oh, you got him about the same. But we're all we're getting closer to the same area. So Aaron Rodgers, although he is doing the, uh, the suck it chop in practice towards whoever was defending Devontae Adams on a 70-yard bomb touchdown. So he's feeling it. Um, but I, I still have a problem getting him as high as he used to be. Yeah, it's 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 really crazy. And before I had him at eleven, I just moved him up one spot to ten. You got him at nine right now. It just seems not right. But it, yeah, all these other guys in front of him, I'm sitting there. Like, yeah, I like him more. I like him more. I like him more. I I can't I can't move him higher. I can't. It doesn't it doesn't compute. I like, obviously, Mahomes, Jackson, Allen. I, I, obviously, I love, a lot of people would say that's crazy. Uh, Murray, Breeze, I'm higher on Breeze than most people. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. All them guys I can see legitimately having better fantasy years than Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. At the same time, I could see Aaron Rodgers go berserk and end up being the number one quarterback for the year. But I, I don't want to take that chance at this time. You know, if I'm going to take the chance on him in a draft yeah because he's actually falling in a lot of drafts falling further than what he obviously normally is so there's a chance there you can take a chance on Aaron Rodgers or somebody for me it would be Josh Allen because you can get him later too yeah I'm totally comfortable getting Aaron Rodgers as my um, QB2 in a 2QB league where you're able to get him at if he's right you got to steal. You got a former, I think he's won the MVP, has he? I'm not sure. But where he's he's worth the value. And you fantasy football players out there, you're welcome for us ranking him so low. But don't don't not look at him when you're looking at Ben Rostenberger, Phillip Rivers, Daniel Jones. This is the kind of area that he's going in drafts. And you'd be like, you got Aaron Rodgers staring at you, especially in a two QB league. I think you got to pull the trigger. Yeah, I would be ecstatic in a super flex or two QB league if Aaron Rodgers fell to where we have him. Uh, and it all depends on where you are in the country as well. For Tom and I, Aaron Rodgers will probably still not fall if we were drafting with people from the area since we are in Wisconsin. It doesn't matter. They still think Aaron Rodgers is a god and he will do no wrong ever. So he's going to be off the board before most of our guys are. Uh, I see both Network and I moved up 
Carson Wentz. Uh, you can network and Tom both have him at eight now. I moved him up just past Matt Ryan at seven. So where he seemed to all be on the same page. And it's yeah. weird because we were just talking earlier. There's no real number one wide receiver for the Eagles. I mean, maybe Jalen Rieger, you know, eventually, probably not this year. Deshaun Jackson isn't a real number one wide receiver. Alshon Jeffrey can probably just pound sand. I'm I'm almost over him. And then, of course, his favorite target, Zach Ertz, and maybe his second favorite target in Dallas Goddard. I don't know. There's plenty of options, and that's probably why we're all still fairly high on Carson Wentz's. He has a number of options, and he's already shown that he can do it with absolute trash on the football field. I mean, he he was basically the MVP one year until he got hurt, and then he didn't get it because of that. So I know that he is a fantastic quarterback, and I know that he's going to find ways to make things happen, and that's why you have to have him in – well, I have to have him in my top ten. I mean, I got him at eight right now. I absolutely think that's a, a good spot for him. Um, he does a lot of RPOs too, so it's not like he yeah. doesn't get uh, you know yards run on, with his feet either. It's just a, a little concerning when he does that because we know that he can get injured quite easily. So we're just kind of crossing our fingers this year that he doesn't. I got him in a super flex yesterday, and I'm extremely happy about that. He is my second quarterback behind Tom Brady. There's no trace in this league, and what I would do is probably ride him for the first eight, ten weeks. I think that's right, and I would trade him if he's hot because it seems like towards the, the end of the year is usually when he kind of has his, the injuries. Well, not him per se for injuries. I mean, it was playoffs. You know, Jadavion Clowney, you know, ended his season, and then mm-hmm. you know it was the ACL in the Super Bowl season. And, of course, that happened towards the end of the year. But the big thing with the Eagles has been their wide receivers have been going down and just one after the other after the other. And then people are trying to step up, and we haven't had some of the guys that we thought would step up, like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. He didn't step up last year. He's got another chance this year. Have a tackle that moved the guard? Is that your team? Uh, That scares me. We re-signed Jason Jason Peters. Peters. That guy is an all-world offensive lineman. He is old, but he's not dumb. He can move over. It's just an inside guard position. He'll be fine. I have zero qualms with Jason Peters going to that position. It still sucks that Brandon Brooks is out again because that guy was possibly a top three overall player in the National Football League for the things he did on the football field. But I'm still confident and Miles Sanders and Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz and all those guys. But as you can see in the background of my camera here, it's probably a reason for that. Uh, (laughs) So I see we have one person that has put Cam Newton on their list, and he jumped all the way to number 15 for Network. So Network has got some confidence in Cam. What's all that about? Just the fact that just knowing his competitive fire, knowing he got left out in the car with no slicker in a thunderstorm, I think he's going to do his best. He got one of the best, if not the best coach of, of all time in the National Football sure. League. This campaign is not not a, a race, a sprint. It's a marathon, and Cam is out here to prove something. Um, I think even where – has he ever been lower? What's his lowest in a full season that he's been 
finish that. At 15, I'm still kind of upset about it. I couldn't bring myself to rank him any higher without no preseason, even if he probably wouldn't have played. And yeah. I hear he's throwing interceptions, too. Well, <laughs> you know, Cam, if he is trying to push it and make something happen to show everybody he's still got it, he's going to make some, in, you know, some interceptions and practices and whatnot. I'm not too worried about that. The yeah. only thing that I am concerned about is if they try and use Cam Newton the way the Panthers used him down by the goal line, is he going to get hurt again or is he going to try and push something or are they just not going to use him and try and keep him in the pocket? And that's not a good thing for Cam Newton. He needs to be able to get outside yeah. the pocket and make a play. And he needs those wide receivers to break off their routes and know that when something breaks down, it, they need to do that. And that's not how the Patriots have played. They had their their choice routes. I don't remember the, the term for them. But a guy like Julian Edelman goes seven yards and then Brady knows just where the defense is at, which way he's going to go after that. It was not a set route. It's not a button hook. It's not a flag. It's not a post. It's a choice. And I don't know that they're going to be able to do that with Cam. So there might be a lot of simple stuff to start the year. And it might not look that good, but once they get some more confidence in him and he's doing the things that they're asking him to, maybe down the line Cam Newton will vault over some people. So that's, that's a guy that I'm going to look at like Andrew Luck a couple years back where maybe those first four weeks aren't so good, but he's doing the right things. And then I'll go tell you to trade for him, and then Cam yeah. Newton might win you your league because you won't have to give up much to get Cam Newton. True. Yeah, I think that Cam Newton, honestly, I could see him at 15. I don't have a problem with putting him. I, I have a problem putting him here right now. I don't have a problem actually – in real life, the facts end up being that he's the 15th overall quarterback for fantasy football. The only problem with me actually wanting him there is I don't trust in, in Kale Harry. I don't trust in Muhammad Sanu. I don't trust in Bird. I don't trust in Slater <laughs> or Myers. I don't trust in any of them except for Julian Edelman. So that's what's really hindering me from he, me even putting him on. I probably should have put him on the list. I'll be honest right there because – it doesn't make a whole ton of sense to where if I really have trust in Julian Edelman like I do to have Cam Newton not on the list, so I think I'll have to put him in on there uh, probably somewhere around 20 or so. I thought about um, it, I thought about it, and I thought about it some more, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> I am not confident that Cam is going to do yeah. what Bill Belichick needs him to do, and there's just there's enough guys out there that – have already proven it or have already been in their system in this off season where we're not getting any preseason, we're not getting any team versus team stuff hardly. So I'm not doing it. Oh, you know what I can do? Um, I didn't realize I still had Teddy Bridgewater on there. I don't want him on there. I, that's the last person I'm in. thinking about. Yeah, it's the last person in. I'm thinking about when it comes to yeah. uh, quarterback. It's Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not thinking about uh, him at all. Also remember last year during preseason or in training camp, Jimmy G threw four interceptions yes, in one yes, practice. So don't pay attention. They said, say, oh, he's throwing interceptions, and I'm throwing that out there. But just know, he went to the Super Bowl last year, so he had some problems in the preseason. All right. Well, uh, last I see, the ends of the list are just kind of the same, just – Guys like Goff and Garoppolo and Locke and Carr and yep. Bridgewater and 
Uh, again, uh, Sam Darnold gets no love from network. He moved down the list from 20 to 22. Uh, well, we've got, I've got him at 16 and Tom's got him at 12. Of course, they're yep. somewhat That's homer stay. picks. I'm not but. moving Sam Darnold up or down. That is his permanent spot until he proves me otherwise. Now, the thing I did see, you didn't move Sam Darnold per se, but you did move Tom Brady behind Sam Darnold <laughs> in the race. That was on purpose. <laughs> that was 100% on purpose. I said, I got to move Aaron Rodgers up. Oh, if I, I've got to put Tom Brady down then. It's like, you know what? I think Matt Ryan could be better than Tom Brady. But, oh, I can't have Tom Brady ahead of Sam Darnold now. <laughs> so I had to drop him down. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. yes I, I think Tom Brady would be fine. But, I mean, I just kind of underwhelmed with what I'm seeing out of the Buccaneers offense. Everybody's so hyped up about all of them right now right to where it's just like it can't be that good oh, i'm not gonna lie when i was inputting the rankings last night it put a smile on my face i was like i bet you he did that just <laughs> because it's tom brady yeah so yeah all right unless anybody else has anything to say about quarterbacks that brings us to I the end of our you, show okay right. your, your guys's opinion on burrow Joe Burrow, he is a guy that looks good right now. I'm hearing good things. They said they gave him a minute and a half or two-minute drill, whatever it was, and he completed five or six passes for 60 yards and a touchdown, and it was a nice pass into, like, double coverage. Like, I didn't see it. I don't know what the circumstances were. I don't know who the defenders were. I don't know if it was first team, second team, whatever. It It sounds good, and he's got a lot of weapons. But, again, I am holding off until I see it for sure. I agree with pretty much all of that. Um, One thing I will say is I moved up Drew Locke ahead of Joe Burrow. The main reason for that is because I still – I'm fairly high on Cortland Sutton. Obviously, I'm higher on Cortland Sutton than A.J. Green um, and Tyler Boyd as well. And I, from what I'm hearing out of Jerry Judy, it's looking really, really good right now. So I, I have to just kind of move him up there a little bit to see what, to see if that really makes sense. And so I think it will. Again, once you're grabbing the bottom four or five people on this list, it's kind of like whatever. You just kind of roll the dice and hope one turns out for you. All right. Any other final thoughts? KJ Hamler for Denver actually had an injury recently. I think it's rather serious. Yeah. So. That's not good. Uh, there's still yeah. plenty of options there. Noah Fant, I think, is going to surprise some people. I know I said that last year, but that was more of a <laughs> shot in the dark, hoping that the rookie tight ends would not be rookie tight ends for how many ever years in a row it's been. But here it is. Mark my words. Noah Fant <laughs> is going to be a good guy to get this year. All right, that is going to do it for us on Fantasy Fuel. We do have the Back Row Jets show coming up. The Back Row Raiders show has been recorded today. I don't know if it's finished yet, but Network has that one on the works. And, uh, yeah, thank you, anybody that is watching on Twitch. We appreciate that. Thanks for the follows, and thank you for downloading us. We actually had one of our best weeks ever for downloads in the last week, so I appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to download us and listen to us. Again, fantasyfuelpodcast.com and fantasyfuelpodcast.com slash home slash rankings get you right there to what we talked about today you can see our risers and our fallers and everything else in between and again we appreciate each and every one of you taking the time out to listen and watch thank you and don't forget to stay fueled up the rest of this offseason hit us up on twitter 